you're listening to that sober guy podcast on recovery radio living one day at a time for a sober healthy happy life for more information visit www.thatsoberguy.com and now let's start the show this episode of the podcast is brought to you by that sober guy meetings go to thatsoberguy.com Click on the live meetings tab and register for the next Sunday morning, 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, live, online, or over the phone, support group meeting. Check them out if you haven't. We have folks from all over the country, all over the world joining us from Australia to Canada, uh, New York, Chicago, Boston, Washington, back down to California. Did I forget anywhere? Where else? I feel like we had... Oh, Ireland. Can't forget my boy Cormac out in, out in Ireland, who always keeps in touch. What's up, dude? Tell the Irish folk out there hello from the States. This episode is also brought to you by That Sober Guy Shirts and Hoodies. I'm running a little campaign, and I could greatly use my listeners' support. Uh, I created some some t-shirts and some hoodies. They're the same design, but you can get them for women as well as men. They're different colors. Uh, they say they got the straight edge X on the front, and then they say that sober guy um, on uh, on on the front up in the left hand. I think yeah, the left hand corner little X and then you turn them around um, and it says keep your blood clean and it's got a uh, three straight edge X's on it and on the top what the fuck does it say I, I forgot my own design of the shirt um, let's look it up I gotta look at my own thing because I forget how does that happen how do you forget I don't smoke pot anymore I guess maybe the brain still brain cells still uh still haven't came back all the way. Either that or I'm just getting old. I'm thirty four. Is that old? Why does it feel old? I don't think it's old. I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there that are older than me would tell me to shut the fuck up. You're young, you got your whole life ahead of you, young man. I appreciate that. And yes, you are correct. Oh, it says peace, love, respect. It's got the XXX for straight edge, and then below it says keep your blood clean. So check those out. You just go to the, uh, thatsoberguy.com and click on the t-shirts tab. Now, now how this works is it is a campaign. I need to sell 50 shirts. Okay, the t-shirts are 25 bucks, and the hoodies are 40 bucks. And so what happens is, is you pre-order them. And once it gets up to a certain amount, this company will print them and then they will send them out. And if I sell 50 of them, I get to raise the funds so I can upgrade some of this equipment and use it to help support the operation because this operation comes directly out of my pocket, my family's pocket, and which is fine. I've been doing it like that for a long time, but I feel like it's time for me to kind of upgrade and be able to put a little bit back into this operation to make it better for you guys and just a better quality and be able to offer some more things with the meetings um, and 
also some merch that I can actually put up on the website where I don't have to run these campaigns. Maybe some coffee mugs, some hats, some beanies, some some um, different design t-shirts. And um, this is how I'm going to start it. So we have author Jason Smith. He's the author of The Bitter Taste of Dying, which is an unbelievable book that is out right now uh, with his story of drug addiction um, and just a wild, wild ride of ups and downs. I haven't, I haven't gotten deep into the book yet, but I've gotten into a little bit of the first couple chapters of it, and it is, um, it's, it's definitely something worth, uh, worth checking out. He's going to come on the show um, in just, I believe, but that, that's coming up in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that, Jason Smith. Also, something else that's kind of exciting coming up is that the wife and I are planning a backpacking trip down the Lost Coast. Now, the Lost Coast is in Northern California, and it is one of the last wilderness spots in California uh, that's still considered wilderness because the terrain on the coast right there was was so rugged that they actually had to build Highway 1. Um, I think it's like 30-something miles or something inland because there was just too much gnarly gnarly shit going on in there to actually build the road there. So what you do is you take a shuttle up to the top of the trailhead and, um, it's 24 miles and you're, you're directly on the beach. Uh, and you got to look for high tides and, uh, you you know, you got to cross at certain points and beat the high tide and there's bears and snakes and mountain lions and the ocean and you camp right on the beach and you backpack in and whatever you can carry is what you have. And the wife and I, the Jess, are kind of doing a little adventurous thing that is something that we need very bad in our lives to do something out of the norm, uh, something fun, something together that we can kind of share together. Now, I did a lot of backpacking when I was younger with my grandpa, my grandpa Jack, who's a good man, and took us, kids, cousins, and my uncle, my uncle Guy as well, was always part of that group. And they would take us, and we'd go up to the Marble Mountains up in Wairika, which is near the border of Oregon and California. And I think the first trip I went on Um, I must've been, I don't know, seven or eight and what an experience. And I actually just told grandpa Jack recently, I said, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but those memories are some of the best of my life, you know, going backpacking, starting at seven or eight. And I think I went up until I was probably 15 or 16, I think was maybe the last trip that we took every, every summer we did this and we'd stay out for a week out in the wilderness where there's bears and um, all kinds of cool shit and just get in touch with the nature. And I think those roots, having that as a kid, um, even though I, I definitely strayed away from that for, you know, quite a few years, that has always stuck with me and it's always been a part of my life and something that I enjoy to do and something that um, is important to me. So anyways, I, I did, I did tell Grandpa Jack recently, I said, hey, look, I, I don't know if I've ever said it before, but thank you, you know, for for taking me out when I was a kid and, it, you know, showing this experience to me 
and letting me see that, you know, there's other things out there, the, the, the nature of, of this life, the nature of the earth, you know, fishing, um, clean air, sitting under the stars, a campfire, jokes, all kinds of cool stuff. And so it's really my goal to kind of keep this tradition, um, alive, you know, with my kids and maybe some of their friends as they get older or their cousins or other parts of our family who want to join us or friends as well, you know, in the future, this first trip is just, just Jess and I, but you know, we, we're really looking forward to making this thing like a annual, annual deal. So, um, I just wanted to share that with you out there. If, um, you know, maybe you need a trip, maybe you need to think about some excitement, something that's kind of getting you out of your comfort zone. Uh, believe it or not, this is getting me out of my comfort zone. You know, I haven't done something like this in a long time, been out in the, in the middle of nowhere, really with just the shit on your back and, uh, you know, a stream for water. And it really does get you thinking outside of the box and make you a bit uncomfortable, which is what we need because that's how we grow. So I want to read a couple emails that I recently got. And, um, you know, thank you guys for reaching out and sharing your thoughts. I don't read these to, you know, cause a lot of the time they, you know, they thank, they thank me and they thank the show and, and for what I do. And I don't read them for that. I, I greatly do appreciate it. Uh, so I, I just want to say that up front, you know, I don't read that to stroke my own cock or anything. Um, I really read it just to share with everyone else out there because my hope is that maybe, maybe there's someone going through some of the same stuff. And what I wanted to say is for, for some of these, you know, if you hear something that stands out to you and maybe someone is asking for some help or to connect with somebody, you know, email me your email address and uh, send me a, email me your email address. Well, no shit. Your email address fucking pops up when you email me. So that was a dumb statement. But what I meant was email me with a message, you know, Hey, I heard this person write in and this is what they said. Feel free to share my email address with them if they need a contact and they would like to reach out and I will be the middleman and do that. You know, I, I will definitely, definitely do that because there are people out there and one of these emails, this is the second email I'm going to read, um, you know, who, who, who struck me as just feeling alone and, and not really feeling like they have anybody. So maybe there's someone out there listening, you know, that says, Hey, I have gone through that. I know what this person's going through. Uh, let me shoot Shane, you know, a little message. Hey, um, you know, I heard your email from this person and here you go. Can you pass on, pass on my contact info with them? Tell them if they need to reach out, they can reach me here and I'd love to talk to them. So keep that in mind when, when reading these. So this first one, uh, this first one comes from Todd and thanks Todd for writing in and he says, Hey Shane, I just listened to the Denial podcast. Good stuff. Thanks. It took me 46 years to finally accept to my innermost self that I do actually have this disease. I was downloading seasons of intervention and life was not even worth living at the time and it finally clicked. In the 90s, I even admitted I was an alcoholic in the whole nine. I had four and a half years sober, but then I didn't really deep down realize that I truly had this disease. Cunning and baffling for sure. Now it's simple. I have a disease. I need to treat it, period. And my higher power is showing me and teaching me how to live in real life and be happier than ever. 
Thanks, bro, for the podcast, and I love how you always break it down and explain powerful principles and ideas in a way that is simple and sticks. Grateful listener, Todd. Peace, love, and joy. So, Todd, like I said, thanks, man, for writing in. That that really does mean a lot to me. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. I'm, I'm glad that um, the things that I've learned and have been able to pass on, you know, and share with everyone else uh, out there that listens, um, I'm glad that some of them stick. So, the fact that you had four and a half years and really didn't deep down realize or truly admit that you had this disease, I think is a very common, common thing among people. And that's, I got, I don't know, in my experience, that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part with really, truly submitting and coming to terms with the fact that yes, I am an alcoholic, you know, still, even till this day, sometimes some I don't know. Sometimes it's odd for me to say that still, you know, and it's just, it's part of it. It's part of the cunningness. It's part of the baffling of this disease. So when you finally did realize and something does click that you admit to it and I do have this, I need to treat it. Um, you know, that, that's when, that's when the freedom that's when the freedom of self, you know, really starts to open up and you can start repairing some of the things that have happened in our lives or in your life or in my life, you know, however we want to look at that. So thanks, Todd. Much appreciated. The second one comes from Laura and Laura says, just wanted to write you to let you know that I love your podcast and I need to hear them every day. I'm a 59-year-old woman who has struggled with alcoholism my entire adult life, and I still do. Everyone who knows me knows that I have a drinking problem, but I still drink several times a week, and I blackout drink probably once a week. I lost my 30-year marriage because of it, and I still drink. I'm back with my ex trying to salvage our relationship, and I still drink. It's baffling to me that I haven't been able to take control of my life. But when I listen to you talk about it, I feel that there is still hope for me. I'm embarrassed to go to meetings because I'm ashamed of being an old woman alcoholic. But I can listen to your program and feel motivated and believe I can still win the war. Thank you for doing the show. Keep it going for me and anyone else like me. And then she ends with, and this is why I was saying about the contacts, you know, I'll be the middleman and I'll pass people's contact info back and forth. If, if you want to reach out to somebody, she says, there's just gotta be someone else like me out there. And Laura, you're right. There's hundreds of women, thousands of women out there, just like you that are in the same, but well, maybe they're not just like you because everybody's different and everyone you know, has different things going on in their lives, but we all have that one thing in common and it's this disease that can really destroy us and destroy our lives. So if there is anyone out there who has gone through some of the things that Laura has talked about here, um, reach out, send me an email and, you know, I will pass that contact info on to Laura and, and maybe, maybe you guys can hook up and help each other. So Laura, thank you. Hang in there. I think the most important thing that you put in this um, in this email is the fact that you said I can still win the war. I can still win the war, and that means you're not giving up. And that 
that's how you're going to succeed. So what a what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing this every episode, and, and today we're just going to focus on this right now, and it's called Building Self-Esteem. This comes from a packet from when I was in treatment. I'm looking for some somewhere to give credit to this, but I don't see any name out of any, you know, out of any program, or I don't know where this came from. I know that James gave this to me, so I'll give James credit. Uh, James was my phenomenal counselor in um, in rehab, and James taught me a lot, taught me a lot about life, a lot about myself, and a lot about this disease. And so this packet comes from him, and, and it's it's what it is is it's called "What Is Self Esteem Anyway?" and it's 14 days to building self esteem. And so what you what we did in in treatment is we would take it starts with day one and then it goes on to day 14. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the background of this first, and then we're going to end with the first day. And obviously I'm not going to, I don't do a podcast daily. So this is going to have to be a weekly thing. And if you, if you'd like to do the exercise, do it. You know, when you get home, if you're listening to this in your car or on your headphones, on a jog or a walk or wherever you're listening, when you get home, um, play it back. You know, play back this part and actually and, and actually write out the the um, the last part of the exercise. It's not. It would take you five minutes. It's nothing big. It's just a couple little couple little notes. And what what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the the 14 days. It's it'll actually be 14 weeks, and we'll do one one exercise a week. Let's start. This says, "What is self esteem anyway?" In the story of the Wizard of Oz, we see the journey of self esteem by way of a metaphor. Here it becomes evident that those things which we value most, such as love, courage, understanding, and happiness, must be found within ourselves before we can experience them outside. There will always be wizards who will try to sell us these gifts. The payment is usually power. But until we realize that these gifts are God-given and already reside within us, then we will feel lonely, afraid, guilty, and sad. How can we tell the differences between a wizard and a guide? A wizard makes me feel powerless, stupid, and afraid. And a guide points the way and lets me have a feeling of accomplishment. Education means a lead out of. A guide or teacher allows my perfection to disclose itself. A wizard encourages dependency. Self-esteem is often a misunderstood term. It literally means to value oneself to love oneself. The confusion comes from the Middle Ages when it became popular to put oneself down. I am a lowly worm, someone would say, and there would be a loud applause. Thank God he is not committing the sin of pride. What the fuck is it? Why am I fucking reading? I'm not, I I apologize. I don't know why I'm reading like that. Okay, let me stop. Thank God he is not committing the sin of pride. Self-degradation is an overreaction to false pride or grandiosity, which is pretending that I am someone that I am not at the expense of others. Self-centeredness, to hell with everyone else, I want it my way. The irony of it, all that is both grandiosity and narcissism cover up a very low self-esteem. People who really love themselves don't have to walk over others maliciously, and yet they are able to say no to others if saying yes would be self-destructive. Remember the saying, love others as you would love yourself. 
This means that you have to love yourself before you can even be prepared to love others. That's so true. And I'll speak I'll speak on that from my personal experience. I did not love myself for a long time and it made it nearly impossible for me to trust anybody and to love anybody. I didn't know what that was. One last point here about mixed up middle ages values. Humility is not putting myself down. Humility is truth. Therefore, it may be humble to say that I am a good mother, a good father, a good musician, or any number of things that is true. It is not humble to deny my gifts in order to appear modest. This is what is called humility with a hook. And I am just dying for someone to correct me after I have put myself down. An easy way to cure someone of this malady is to agree with the self-degrading statement. You're right. You are a slob and nobody does like you. Watch the person defend themselves to the halt, to the hilt. If you are being truthful, you are being humble. You admit your achievements as well as your mistakes and you do something about your shortcomings. Damn true. So how do I know when I love myself? I know I love myself by the same procedure that I use to determine one person loves another by observing actions. A man who constantly beats his wife and then sends her token flowers with nice words only to beat her again betrays those words of love by his actions. Loving someone is not only wanting the best, but doing what is best for the person. And that is how I know that I love myself, by how I act toward myself. So the purpose of this is to present some concrete ways to learn self-love one day at a time. Learning to love yourself will be a lifelong project. All right, so we're going to start with day one. And, and here it is. This is the first the first uh, building self-esteem one day at a time or one week at a time in this case. This is, um, this is the first one. It is time that I realize that I am in charge of my own life. Everything that I think, say, and do is my own decision. I cannot necessarily control all of the external events in my life, but I can certainly choose my reaction to these events. I am beginning to realize that although I am powerless in controlling other people, places, and things, my reactions to external reality can either make things better or worse. Some people see the glass half empty and some see it half full. Eventually, as my attitude towards life becomes more positive, more positive events will begin to occur, maybe because I am ready to recognize opportunity and turn it into success. I am willing to let go of my role of victim and embrace success and love. That's so powerful right there. I want to say it again. I am willing to let go of my role of victim and embrace success and love. Now do that shit and believe it because it's true and you can do it too. Now here's today's meditation. It starts with a serenity prayer. I, I use this often. My wife uses it, uses it often. Um, Seth introduced me to it. And then, of course, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, Azure Acres. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I say that at least once a day at least once a day, if not multiple times. And it 
it gets me through some tough spots. And it also gets me through some good spots too. Sometimes it's good to say when you're feeling good, you know, just to, you don't always need to just only use it when you're feeling down or upset. I mean, that's probably when it, you know, when it really resonates, I guess the most, but I say it too when I'm just having a normal day because it, it helps to keep me in that state, you know, that state of mind of being grateful, showing gratitude and understanding that things aren't always going to go my way and knowing that I have an outlet to deal with that. So here's today's exercise. And this is what I was talking about. If, you know, if you get home, do the exercise. It's, uh, you know, throw, throw some pen on a paper. When you do that, it really helps to understand things and it'll really help you work, you know, work these, um, these principles better than just listening to them. So list five times in your life when you put yourself at the mercy of other people, places, or things, and unconsciously became a victim rather than taking conscious charge of my own life. Now, something just popped in my head, and I assure you this is completely off the top of my head. I, I didn't plan this at all, but when I was reading that, I thought of myself and, and how I played the victim for so many years because of the way that I was raised and the things that went on in, in our family growing up. I used that to my advantage by playing the victim and having people feel sorry for me and, um, you know, feeling sorry for myself, walking around like I was like I was helpless and like fucking the world owed me something. And people owed me something, and it was everyone else's fault. I played the victim for a long, long time, and it it was it was exhausting, and it was pathetic. And you know, once I was able to able to take charge of my own life and and really be honest and take responsibility. That's a huge word, and it's an important word, but honestly take responsibility for everything that had happened to me. Not because all of it was my fault. You know, some things were my fault, but some things weren't. That doesn't matter. I needed to take responsibility for the way that I reacted to those things. And once I was able to do that and, and take that fucking V off my forehead, I became the man that I always wanted to be. And I continued to grow into you know, the, the man that I aspire to be. So take that for what it is and think about that yourself. Have you walked around as a victim for a long time? Maybe a short time. Maybe you're not sure. Think about it. Write it down. Write down those, those five things when you unconsciously became a victim rather than taking conscious charge of your own life. Now there's one more. Now list five ways I could respond to one of these events in a more positive and responsible way. So take those five things that you wrote down and write five more ways you could respond to those and not put yourself as a victim. Take responsibility and address them in a more positive manner. And the last thing, today I will remember. Today I will remember I can choose my reactions to external events. I am a free person. Say it with me. I can choose my reactions to external events. I 
am a free person. Thanks for listening. Check out thatsoberguy.com. Send me an email, sobriety at thatsoberguy. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Kramer. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.